friends. It's Sean here. It is the 1st of March, a pinch and a punch and all that jazz. Welcome to the next season. In our part of the world, that means springtime is a long way away. We are entering autumn. Ah, yeah, the long days will start to become a bit shorter and things will get a little bit cooler. Ah, the cycle continues. Isn't it wonderful? And our cycle continues, friends, here at the end of the week, the beginning of a new month. Our cycle brings us back to the Psalms. And today we have got this. This is kind of like a psalm that all of us have kind of shared at some point in the other. It is a psalm of praise where the psalmist is like, ah, oh, we really missed a trick. You know, we should have been praising you, but we were just bothered and confused and cranky and did the wrong thing. But gee, we just should have been praising you. Praise you now. It, it's like this praise lament of all the lost opportunities that they should have lived more closely with God. And if we look back at our lives, I'm sure we think, oh, I could have done that differently. Oh, I should have done that differently. That's you. This psalm is for you. Gotta love the psalms, right? They always seem to find a way to get a foothold into our experience. Every part of it, highs and lows and in-betweens and if onlys. So that's where we are today. Let us read this psalm together, friends. Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? There is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favour to your people. Come near and rescue me. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. Like our ancestors, we have sinned. We have done wrong. We have acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. Even so, he saved them to defend the honor of his name and to demonstrate his mighty power. He commanded the Red Sea to dry up. He led Israel across the sea as if it were a desert. So he rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them from their foes. Then the water returned and covered their enemies. Not one of them survived. Then his people believed his promises. Then they sang his praise. Yet how quickly they forgot what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel. In the wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry wasteland. So he gave them what they asked for, and he sent a plague along with it. The people in the camp were jealous of Moses and envious of Aaron, the Lord's holy priest. Because of this, the earth opened up. It swallowed Dathan and buried Abiram and the other rebels. Fire fell upon their followers. A flame consumed the wicked. The people made a calf at Mount Sinai. They bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating bull. 
They forgot God, their Savior, who had done such great things in Egypt, such wonderful things in the land of Ham, such awesome deeds at the Red Sea. So he declared he would destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people. He begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. The people refused to enter the pleasant land, for they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. Instead, they grumbled in their tents and refused to obey the Lord. Therefore, he solemnly swore that he would kill them in the wilderness, that he would scatter their descendants among the nations, exiling them to distant lands. Then our ancestors joined in the worship of Baal at Peor. They even ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They angered the Lord with all these things. So a plague broke out among them. But Phineas had the courage to intervene, and the plague was stopped. So he has been regarded as a righteous man ever since that time. At Meribah too, they angered the Lord, causing Moses serious trouble. They made Moses angry, and he spoke foolishly. Israel failed to destroy the nations in the land, as the Lord had commanded them. Instead, they mingled among the pagans and adopted their evil customs. They worshipped their idols, which led to their downfall. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, by sacrificing them to the idols of Canaan. They polluted the land with murder. They defiled themselves by their evil deeds, and their love of idols was adultery in the Lord's sight. That is why the Lord's anger burned against his people, and he abhorred his own special possession. He handed them over to pagan nations, and they were ruled by those who hated them. Their enemies crushed them and brought them under their cruel power. Again and again he rescued them. But they chose to rebel against him, and they were finally destroyed by their sin. Even so, he pitied them in their distress and listened to their cries. He remembered his covenant with them and relented because of his unfailing love. He even caused their captors to treat them with kindness. Save us, O Lord our God. Gather us back from among the nations, so we can thank your holy name and rejoice and praise you. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Gee, it's easy to read this psalm and to sit in quiet judgment of the people doing the wrong thing again and again and again. But if we look at our lives, there we are making bad choices, choosing our own wisdom over yours, choosing our own priorities over yours, listening to the hundred voices around us rather than to yours. And so we acknowledge that we are just pitiful, sinful people. And we are in need of your saving. And here in our lives where we fail again and again, as the psalmist 
exclaims, You continue toward us with your unfailing love. You just never fail to love us, no matter what we bring to the table. We are so grateful for your graciousness, your mercy, and your love, never failing. We just praise you. We praise you, we love you, and we are so appreciative of that grace. And it's in the gracious name of Jesus that we pray these things. Amen. Praise the Lord.